Hello, welcome to the SB update, the world history update. This is a special Memorial Day edition. And um, just uh, getting back to you guys after the uh, long weekend, which hopefully went really well for you. Um, I know I, I spent it out at my Western compound out on, a, out on a lake, so that was pretty nice. And I'm actually recording live from there now, uh, which is, uh, I guess, one of the benefits of the remote learning. Um, <clears throat> uh, what I wanted to uh, talk to you guys about first today is just, you know, um, what, is, what is Memorial Day? Um, Memorial Day is often, I, uh, not by everybody, but it's often mistaken in a way with Veterans Day. And they, as they are two very, they're very distinctly different. And, and Memorial Day is for people who served in, in combat and died in combat, so it's kind of to memorialize their their service. So that it's much more of a uh, a grim re- remembering type of day. Um, and it got its start after in the United States one of the more horrible events of uh, of our of our nation, and that is the Civil War. That's the first time the United States had uh, experienced terrible, terrible amounts of death um, at, at that point. So after the after the war, there had been certain groups that had been gathering, kind of to remember those who had served. Um, almost uh, one of the more famous ones they talk about is in Charleston, South Carolina. A group of freed slaves got, were getting together in the, you know the year after the war, and then other places, Waterloo, New York, started um, having kind of a, a day where they they did remembrance for for the fighting that happened in the Civil War. And in fact, there was different ceremonies uh, <clears throat> around the United States. Uh, they called it Decoration Day um, for a while. Um, and then there was a Confederate uh, Memorial Day, which the, it was held in some of the states in the South. But it didn't become an official national uh, holiday to remember, a national day to re- remembrance until 1971. And since then, we've kind of always treated it as a, that long weekend at the end of May, where we c- it kind of kicks off the, for people who live in the North like us, it kicks off the, the start of summer. So it's a, I always think it's a good day to think about something, you know, and think about what we have and how that, um, how many, 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 many people died to, um, to get where we are today. Um, changing gears here, I wanted to talk about a clarification from one of the assignments from last week, which a lot of I mentioned before on the SB update, and I think I mentioned in class, but it's it, some of you guys, it's like hard for you to kind of understand, but the Nazi doctors and nurses, they actually wanted to be part of those experiments. There was no threat of violence. They did not have to do it. They were not going to be harmed. The, the patients were going to be the the Jews and kind of the people that they the disabled the people that they <clears throat> um, did these experiments on they they were not volunteers but the, the Nazi doctors they were so proud of what Germany could accomplish so they pushed the limits of medicine and then sadly that is that that is why why they did it and pe- people like Mengele um, and others. They really, they, they, you know, when they went to their trial, they all said, oh, we were taking orders, we were taking orders, but they, they could have, they could have not done that. And that really didn't, that uh, argument didn't fly and many of the doctors were punished. Many, many of them got a, not as significant punishment as many people thought though. So that clarifies the, uh, the issue with the Nazi doctors. Uh, the, another, the other assignment last week was the changes in communist China. Which um, hopefully you guys, you know, hopefully you guys all finished, and that was a uh, 
it, it covers a lot of a lot of time, and I wish I could spend much more time on it. But it, I hoped you I hoped you you saw that there was this kind of experimental phase in the beginning with you know Mao trying to make you know trying to really force this strong communism on the people and and the great leap forward killed so many people i mean we just we talked about wars killing millions they 15 million people starved in in communist china during the the great leap forward and the world really didn't know about that it was a different time in fact even today a lot of the things that happen in china we kind of don't hear about because their government controls the what information can come out so the, the changes that China has, has done through time went from that really kind of forceful and hard communism to where they opened up the economy a bit under the four modernizations. Now, the, the state still controls a lot of what goes on there. And we see that even right now with them, the, the state trying to force um, Hong Kong to go by their rules. But they, they allowed somewhat of a mixed economy. So there's a lot of capitalist stuff going on in China. And, but there's still a lot of state control. So it is a, an issue that's not going away anytime soon. And how the United States deals with that uh, is, a, is an important point. <clears throat> um, something else that is uh, kind of critical that we're looking at is the, uh, after the war, after World War II, <clears throat> there was something called, established called the United Nations. And the United Nations was pretty much what the vision was after World War I. Create a group that would prevent war, where nations could sit, argue, talk about the differences, and then, <clears throat> then decide a best way forward. And that was a group that was established after World War II. It took the idea of the League of Nations from after World War I and then put it after World War II. Now, United Nations is still around. It is a very important organization, but it still has some of the issues that the League of Nations uh, had after World War I. This time, the United States joined it. The Soviet Union joined it. Britain joined it. France joined it. Um, China kind of had an issue with the World War with uh, joining it, but maybe you guys will come back to that in U.S. history, where uh, Ch China, like we acknowledged Taiwan being part of initially, but not Big China, but big China is in uh, mainland China is in it today. So the United Nations kind of is a critical point, but the one of their weaknesses, they do not have uh, their military powers largely coming from the United States. The assignment this week, um, and I did a Ed puzzle. Hopefully that works out all right for you guys. It's a John Green video. He does a great job. He moves fast, but at the same time, he... Uh, he hits a lot of the main points that a, t a textbook or the main points that I want you to know out of it. So there's a few questions in it on the Ed Puzzle, and you just answer those and you get credit for it. But we the 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 point of the Israel and Palestine is like what what to do with the Jews, and we talked already earlier prior to you know the, the remote learning that the, the Jews had historically historically been discriminated against throughout throughout in, in Europe. So the Jews were looking for a place to go and that return to their homeland seemed like the best idea, that Zionism, the Jewish homeland. And after World War II, with the Jewish population in Europe decimated and many Jews in Europe going, I don't want this to happen again too many, too many times. And they, they really feared that it could happen again. So they wanted a home of their own. And that's where this, the mass immigration to 
the place Palestine and then the formation of Israel in 1948 uh, became a reality. And the Ed Puzzle does a good job going through <clears throat> the different conflicts at the time and how even, even in the past few, it, it focuses a lot on the Clinton presidency, how there was that real push for uh, peace in the Oslo Accords. But the Obama presidency, the Bush presidency, President Trump tried it recently. And multiple U.S. presidents have tried to be that middle person to help establish a peace between those two people. Because the United States does hold a very close relationship with, with Israel. So that is a one of those issues that, you know, hopefully that brings to light. You guys, the assignment brings to light of you kind of that, where that conflict is around the world and how they live very, very differently from the way I do, we do here, where there's a, there is a threat of, if you live near the borders there, there could be a, a rocket attacks. Or if you live in Palestine, you, you live pretty much in a, in a state where the, the Jewish state controls a lot of what your life is like. So it's a, not a, not an enviable situation. Hopefully you guys get see how that kind of came after World War II. Um, just in terms of uh, COVID-19 news, it uh, looks like the case level is dropping. A lot more things are opening up. Um, hopefully that continue, continues to drop over time. Um, I mean, I'm seeing when I go out, I see a lot of people doing social distancing and wearing the mask to continue, you know, help prevent the spread of it, which is good. Um, but then certain things can open. So some businesses can still kind of respond. People can get their haircut. I, get, I had to give myself a terrible haircut, which I will not show you guys. Hopefully it's grown back by next year. So, but other, other than that, you know, there's a, certain things can open so people can return some normalcy to their lives. And hopefully we can all get through this together. That is this week's or this today's episode, the special Memorial Day edition of the SB Update. Thank you and have a good day.